0: He did everything right and they indicted him the leading republican candidate still repeating the lie he won the last election
1: we won twice as you know and we're going to win again and we're going to
0: win big trump revealed this latest legal warning on social media Sixth tuesday blood. thank After you for the five says the subs. his lawyers received a target letter sunday night saying he's been given a very short four days to report to the grand jury to testify and predicting a possible indictment.
1: The president was a central figure in an effort to overturn an election, an effort to interfere with a peaceful transfer of power. If anyone else had done the things he did, they would be under investigation. Well, there are people.
2: Wait, there are people who did the things that he did, and they're in jail. Like, there are people who quite literally, and you could even make an argument under his, like, guidance... Maybe not direct guidance, but definitely motivated by him, did those things, and they went to prison. There's a guy currently, like, one of the the, the leader of the, not the Proud Boys, but the leader of the Three Percenters, is literally in prison. Former Justice Department official Thomas Dupree says the
0: potential charges could come within days or weeks. We don't know precisely what charges the special counsel will bring, but by and large, the potential charges he's facing here are far more serious, far more significant than what he's already facing in the Mar-a-Lago case. That Mar-a-Lago case, also brought by Special Counsel Jack Smith, related to his handling of classified material and resulted in 37 criminal charges against Trump, all of which he pled not guilty. On Tuesday in Florida, the Trump-appointed Judge Eileen Cannon held the first hearing in that case and signaled she will likely push back the December trial date. And in other charges related to the 2020 election, Michigan's Attorney General Dana Nessel, a Democrat, has announced 16 so-called fake electors are now facing felony charges for their push to overturn the election results in that state. The charges allege that 16 defendants filed false documents, claiming they were certified electors for the 2020 presidential race.
2: It's so fucking funny to me, like the most high profile case of voter fraud done individually, but was done by a Republican. When she was caught, her response literally was, well, I thought I would combat all of the fake voters on the Democratic side by fake voting myself. Every single time, these guys are always like, oh man, it's happening all the time. It's like, they're doing it. Before I'm done with my career, Omega Law, in political commentary, I'm almost certain... I am going to see a story where a Republican engages in an act of sexual violence in a bathroom and then he's going to say, "Oh, well, no trans women were actually doing it, so I decided to do it to show people like what trans people could potentially do." Because they always they always build a narrative, then they claim that it's happening all the time, but because it's not happening at all, they turn around and attempt to be the meme that they created, like the Steven Crowder situation. It's never a real problem. So because there's no real issue there, they try to make it be an issue. Like that fucking guy, Zuby or Ruby, whatever, like the Twitter guy, who's like a who's like a reactionary on Twitter. He like will go and participate in like uh, lifting competitions and will claim he's a trans woman to like win uh, lifting competitions and then be like, look, see they could do this technically it's like well no one is doing it that's why you did it you're the fucking cheat like you are literally a cheater
0: desantis DeSantis made his strongest criticisms yet of what trump did um, on january
2: 6th how he was in the white house and didn't do anything while while things were going on Uh,
1: he should have come out more forcefully of course that but to try to criminalize
2: oh shit my man said he should have come out and criticized the protesters they're peaceful protesters you fucking bitch how dare you They're peaceful, brave, fun-loving, America-loving protesters that were unjustifiably attacked by the demon-rat pedophiles who simultaneously executed January 6th in the most violent way possible. But it also was a walk in the park and basically like a tourism opportunity, as a matter of fact, and no violence happened at all. But if violence did happen, it was the Democrat pedophiles that did it. How dare you? Former Vice President Mike Pence, who's currently
0: running against Trump, was among those who testified before the grand jury in this investigation. I'm not convinced that um, uh, the president acting on the bad advice of of a group of crank lawyers uh, that came into the White House in the days before January 6th is actually criminal.
2: Your Honor, my client, my president, is just a little neurodivergent minor, you know what I mean? He's easily impressionable. You're being really, really fucked up. It's really fucked up of you to yell at him. Especially white Christians who literally have ran run this country since its inception. Love a good victimhood narrative. So it works so well for their taste clusters. It hits their taste clusters in the best possible way. That, like, the Democratic pedophile deep state cabal is coming after Donald Trump. It's basically the boomer geriatric version of Andrew Tate being like, The Matrix is coming after me! Why? Because... I've sex trafficked women, and the Matrix doesn't like that. You know what I mean? It's just so good. The persecution complex, the victimhood complex that is like built, uh, that that is baked into our existence early on from like uh, the earliest stages of development finally have something to point to. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, they're going after
1: him. What's happening to our country, whether it's the borders or the elections or kinds of things like this where the DOJ has become a weapon for the Democrats, an absolute weapon. Our country, Sean, is a mess. You know it better than anybody. I mean, frankly, your reporting is incredible. I, I'll be
3: honest, I have never been more fearful of the state of this country than I am right now. Yeah. Fearful about the economy, foreign policy, <laughs> our future, our kids, our grandkids. I've never been this way.
1: When you look at Biden with these leaders and they're at the top of their game and they're looking at each other like they don't even believe what's happening. Our country is no longer respected. Think of it, three years ago, energy.
2: He said these words verbatim when he ran the first time. Nobody respects Obama. Our country is embarrassed. Why well, change a working formula? True. It's just the problem is like he was he was president already. And then he lost. It's going to be hard to get those independents back. The winning coalition for the Donald, uh, for the Republican party post Donald Trump was not just like suburban voters that are desperate for tax breaks because they're like small business tyrants or reactionary lump proles or reactionary fucking uh, working class individuals who just like literally think all of their failures and their lives and all the harm not doesn't come from their bosses what comes from like Mexican people or whatever. I mean, those guys are, they're, they're activated. They're motivated. I don't know how motivated they'll be a second time to vote for this guy, especially when they went out, they voted and he lost to Brandon. But there are other groups within the party, like other reliable voter groups in the party that are not coming out in droves for Trump anymore. And part of the reason for why they don't think that he's delivering. They think that he's like, too much of a goofball they think that when he's in power they remember covid they remember how terribly that was mismanaged they remember how awful they felt that back then but i'm not going to sit here and say trump's chances are really really poor they're not because trump did lose but he didn't lose by all that much and you also have to take into consideration that he literally fucking lost because he got covid right before the election where the primary issue was covid People always forget the fact that Donald Trump getting COVID right before the election. Like, there is no better way to remind everybody. The COVID this time around was basically the Jim Comey, Hillary Clinton corruption reminder for everybody. You know what I mean? In my opinion, it is journalistic malpractice to not write more think pieces on that. Are you implying if major media outlets are zooming in on you in your balcony to see if you're dying, that's bad for your campaign? Weird. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That is exactly what I'm implying, obviously. But also, COVID was shitty, okay? And I say was because in the eyes of the public, COVID is over, right? But COVID, that time, is not a winning strategy. Like, reminding people of COVID, for example, like Ron DeSantis tries to, is a fucking massive lose-lose strategy because even your greatest defenders... Don't want to think about that time because the most terrifying thing that could have happened to them was not be able to get their jalapeno poppers at Applebee's or national fast food chains that shut down. Even even in places where COVID didn't actually shut down any of the industry like fucking Alabama, you also are, are reminded of your grandfather dying of COVID alone, scared, in a fucking hospital room that you couldn't visit. You know what I mean? Like, it only brings up really bad memories for everybody, for every American, No matter what. That, in some ways, I think will be good for Trump because Trump benefits, Trump stands to benefit a lot from never talking about COVID. That was huge for Biden originally.
1: Today we have, I think, the worst numbers in the world because I don't think there's any country in the world that would stand for what's happening to us with millions of people blowing in from, by the way, mental institutions, insane asylums. They don't like me using those names, insane asylums, but we have very bad, very sick people, very ill people coming into our country, prisons and jails all over the world.
2: Yeah, prisons and jails all over the world are sending their mentally ill criminals to America, totally the homeless person down the street is not a fucking veteran of the united states military but instead some random fucking uh you know guatemalan guy like come on that's so fucking stupid
1: 2024 is the most important election that we've ever had and i used to say it with 2016 and i meant it a hundred percent but we're now we're going into an almost a communistic state and i think maybe we're even there when you look at what they're doing with you could call it fascist you could call it marxist you could call it communist what they're doing like with the department of justice they've totally weaponized it it's weaponized like we've never had this before it's not only me catholics you see what's happening Uh, parents at school boards they're being harassed by the justice department by the fbi nobody's ever seen what's happening right now and we have a guy the head of this country It's, it's probably not him it's people around him they have people that are vicious and smart, and have horrible ideas for our country. So it's really the people, in my opinion, because I don't think this guy can put together two sentences. I watched him last night,
3: and, you know, we have... I'm not, I'm not sure he knows today's Tuesday, sir. God, Sean Hannity is
2: such a fucking annoying little dick rider, dude. He is the worst. He's so much of a simp that I feel like other simps of Donald Trump have to be like, this guy's unfucking bearable I don't know, maybe they like it.
3: I watched you two hours with Mark Levin, I watched your hour yeah. with Tucker, I watched your hour uh, with Brett Baer, you did two hours with me, I watched you on Maria, I, see, I watch your interviews. And on fake news CNN, um, I watched that too. Well that was a good one. Oh, that was good. they had a town hall that, that was a trump class. they ended up firing the head of cnn and, became, yeah. and they got the highest ratings in 11 years and they fire it's supposed to be the app by the way you might want to start a show and at the end of every show say to somebody you're fired that would work right you're fired uh all right
2: Let- oh my god he's so pathetic i don't know how one can debase themselves to this degree he, his lips are so puckered from slopping him, dude. 90% of the crowd looks like they're one slice of cheesecake away from resting internally. You know, Kai's assistant, what you're saying would be true if they all hadn't absolutely recovered from COVID. Like, there is not a single person in that crowd that didn't have to go to the hospital for COVID. They all did, and they all survived, and now they're stronger than before. They will never be able to taste food ever again in the same way. They'll constantly complain about how you know nothing tastes the same anymore food doesn't taste the same no more this shit is so fucked up not realizing that it's like a you problem most likely because they have like long covid and shit but that will make them even more irritable and more annoying to deal with
3: then i can take you back and you know that i cover this every single night and my show was vindicated on the issue of trump russia collusion that never occurred The Durham report corroborated it, the Horowitz report. It's a long way of me asking this very simple, basic question. And that is, if you look at Hillary Clinton and the way she was treated, no prosecutor would prosecute, 33,000 subpoenaed emails deleted, devices destroyed. Then her dirty dossier, and that dossier was used to get four FISA warrants. And then you look at the FBI in 2019. They had Hunter Biden's laptop in December of 2019. They verified it in March of 2020.
2: I feel like Hillary Clinton not being in the public eye as much has to also hurt this, like, Hillary Clinton's emails narrative. You know what I mean? Because, like, she's not really out there. People forget. Yeah, it was eight years ago at this point. Who gives a shit about deleted emails? I know. The greatest way to describe Republican grievance uh, politics is a guy in 2020 wearing a Vietnamese veteran jacket with the words, I'll never forgive you, Jane Fonda. That captures the essence of how long Republicans hold on to certain grievances. By the way, I want that jacket so fucking bad. It's one of the coolest pieces of merchandise you could ever have. Like that kind of shows what, like how, to the lengths that Republicans will go to to like maintain their battles. Explain this, please. I don't know who that is. Jane Fonda was an anti-war activist at the time. She was a very famous celebrity. She went to fucking Vietnam and actually showed the the uh, positive side of the Vietnamese, the North Vietnamese Army. They hate her for it. They've hated her for it since that day. They called her Hanoi Jane. In 1970 April, uh, Fonda, uh, Fred Gardner, and Donald Sutherland formed the FDA tour, free the army, and played a troop expression, fuck the army an anti-war roadshow designed to answer to Bob Hope's USO tour. The tour described as a political vaudeville by Fonda. Then she went to Hanoi. Uh, between 1965 and 1972, almost 300 Americans, mostly civil rights activists, teachers and pastors, traveled to North Vietnam to see the first-hand situation of the Vietnamese. News media in the United States predominantly provided a U.S. viewpoint, and Americans traveled to North Vietnam were routinely harassed upon their return. Fonda also visited Vietnam, traveled to Hanoi in 1972 to witness firsthand the bombing damage to the dikes. So anyway it doesn't matter a lot of people still hold on to that and fucking hate her that was the point
1: they haven't even gotten to the bottom of the laptop they don't want to put the pictures in they don't want to they have pictures in there that anybody else they go away for 10 years what happened to hunter is he got a traffic ticket other people are being sentenced to many years in jail for doing much less he got a traffic ticket
2: i don't get it like isn't your situation kind of similar like, everyone else in your sir, in your shoes would have gone to jail like a million times over. Also an odd situation because it's like, well, the Justice Department needs to fucking stop coming after me and start coming after Hunter Biden.
3: For example, Hillary Clinton's home wasn't raided. Joe Biden's garage wasn't raided. The Penn Center wasn't raided. The University of Delaware wasn't raided. His home, beach home, I don't know how he affords a beach home on a senator's salary, that wasn't raided.
2: It's so funny that Joe Biden... Literally one of the brokest fucking presidents and senators. It's not even a joke. During his vice presidential tenure, his son got fucking cancer. And he was about to put a down payment, or he was about to put a mortgage, a second mortgage on his house, so he could pay for it. Remember, this dude, and I'm not saying this as like a like a sob story, like look how nice Obama is for giving him a fucking loan. Obama paid for his... Uh, cancer treatment it's mind-boggling to me that this dude was directly impacted by his own fucking by his own admissions policies uh administration's policies sorry he's got a senatorial salary for 50 years how the hell can he have a beach house this is actually hilarious what the fuck's he on yeah he's also like 700 years old like i think the more significant part about it is not that he's had a senatorial salary for 50 years but he's had a salary consistently for 50 years the 50 years part is more important than the senator part because it's so fucking old that like when he first started in the senate you could buy houses you know what i mean anyway my point is it has always boggled my mind at least that joe brandon did it for the love of the game in many respects uh, and and didn't actually even get a fucking fat payout for how much he sold American citizens how much he sold out American citizens it's it's really fucking shitty it makes it even worse i think
3: white house 10 day investigation they 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 literally interview nobody okay investigation's over would that have happened in your white house well
1: well listen to this even you mentioned the beach home well the beach home had all these documents in it right it was by the Corvette. They're on the floor, classified documents. No, that's all not the place. Beach
3: Home. The Beach Home was another place No, no, found. this
1: is also the Beach Home. And they had the Corvette, where they had the Corvette. Yeah. And a tremendous amount of payment was made for that home by somebody to Joe Biden. And it was a big story for about one day, and then you don't hear about it anymore. It's incredible. But when you look at the documents all over the place, whatever happened to that one? They go after me on documents, and I have the Presidential Records Act, which is a big deal. And the presidential records act is a, is, is an act. <laughs>
3: Thank you. They why weren't the their they homes They know better rated. than anybody else. Why weren't their homes rated?
1: Well, let me just tell you, I'm protected by presidential records act. I wonder why, why weren't their homes rated?
2: The thing that frustrates me so much about this kind of content is that like, the answer is so simple, man. Like they're just actively stupefying their audiences further. Like, 90% of Republican commentary isn't even just vice signaling any longer. It's vice signaling built on top of, like, asking very normal questions that, like, a five-year-old could potentially have answers for. The entire fucking Republican uh, commentary circuit has turned into tide goes in, tide goes out, nobody can explain it. Uh, I don't know how that's working. Like, how the fuck, what are we doing? Like, he's asking the dumbest question, knowing full well that every single geriatric fuck in that building has no idea. Sean Hannity knows the differences. He's smart enough to know. It's so dumb. They don't even come up with like a clever retort anymore. At least back in the day, like the Mitch McConnell wing of the Republican Party would come up with like clever ways to deflect away, shift the blame, maybe uh, take some pot shots against the opposition. Nowadays, they're literally so fucking lazy. They just go, Yeah. They didn't raid Biden's house. Why did they raid yours? Applause. No additional point needs to be made because the audience is so fucking stupid. They're like, yeah, you're right. Hassan thinks he's so clever. I don't. I don't. I don't. You're insecure about your own intellect if you think that I think I'm clever. I don't. I say I'm a fucking idiot all the time, okay? I am a fucking moron. I say this every goddamn day. You, on the other hand, go, he's speaking big words. He must think he's fancy, big city lawyer, clever boy, huh? No, I'm dumb as fuck, dude. It doesn't matter. Just because I'm a dumbass doesn't mean I can't recognize what they're doing. It's so simple. Here, I'll explain it. The reason why Joe Brandon didn't get raided or Mike Pence, by the way, which they're not uh, mentioning here, didn't get fucking raided is because... They cooperated with the authorities. The only reason why Donald Trump is currently under investigation is because he didn't cooperate with the authorities. Like they gave him the option to do the Joe Brandon style, come in, take, extract all the files. No, even before then, even before the Joe Brandon and Michael Pence situation, they straight up said, you can give us the files back. We know you have them. You're not supposed to have them. Can we please have these files? He lied to them. He kept the files he knew he wasn't supposed to have the files. He openly stated he was not supposed to have the files. He knew he didn't declassify the files while he was president. Like he basically gift wrapped the goddamn gift to the uh, to the Department of Justice to conduct an open and shut court case, which every Republican politician and every Republican commentator knows. The worst part about it is that the audience is too stupid to know better, but Sean Hannity knows better. You know, Brian Kill Myself knows better. Greg Douchey knows better. Peter Douchey knows better. Tommy Lauren knows better. They all know better. They know what the truth is, but their job is to fucking say the most idiotic shit to these neck-bearded, mouth-breathing hogs. Watching mainstream media actively make their fucking audiences dumber is so frustrating. Like, does liberal media do similar things are they annoying? Are they smarmy? Do they often lie by omission? Absolutely. Look no further than half of the coverage during labor uh, moves uh, on CNN and whatnot. I shit on liberal media regularly, right? I hate that. But at the very least, the only time where they engage like reactionary Republicans is when they're covering foreign policy stuff. Foreign policy uh, that is a direct mouthpiece for the American state department and our foreign interests outside of that at least when they're covering normal shit like they'll be smarmy they'll be annoying they'll lie by omission, but they at least make the effort to give you the facts but slant it in a way that uh, genuinely benefits whatever liberal narrative they're crafting they also tend to in a ham-fisted way attack uh, democrats as well for not being conservative enough whereas republican media is just so noticeably bad that they very openly do this shit where they're just like, yeah, there's no differences certainly between... Uh, you know, the, the Biden situation, the Mike Pence situation and the Trump situation, not at all.
1: Biden has many thousands. I mean, he's got 2000, almost 2000 boxes of documents. They can't get to him because the college or whatever that has him doesn't want to give him. But and he probably told the college. But more importantly, China gives millions of dollars to UPenn. That's where he has some. He's got them all over the place. And maybe worst of all, he's got documents in China. Wait, brother,
2: you graduated from University of Pennsylvania. What the fuck is he saying? Dude, he literally went to Wharton. What is happening right now?
1: Like China's giving millions of dollars to UPenn, the college I graduated from. You don't ever hear about this. All you hear about is Trump, and I'm totally covered by the Presidential Records Act and also by the Clinton Sox case. You know Oh god.
2: He's talking about the Chinese foreign students at UPenn and the massive uptick in tuition money they're making there. Do you think Biden is in any way, shape, or form connected to UPenn beyond, like, offering some of these senatorial documents that he had uh, for maintenance and for, like, uh, I don't know, I guess, research purposes to the University of Pennsylvania? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? In a normal person's brain, his relationship with UPenn would be more significant than Joe Biden's relationship with UPenn, which is precisely the reason why. Why the fuck would he just mention it? I mean, the Clintons did do that. Yeah, I know. Except Joe Brandon isn't the Clintons. Well, he should have arrested her then. I hate that. He was the fucking president. He literally is, uh, he's currently charged with additional offenses that he signed into law. Like his mandates made it so that it was a worse criminal punishment for mismanaging classified documents.
3: Then we have the FBI in early October of 2016 sent agents over the pond to meet with Christopher Steele. They offered him a million dollars to verify any part of that dossier. To get Trump. Okay? They couldn't verify it. Then, in late October, even though it wasn't verified, they used that, according to Andrew McCabe, Deputy FBI Director, without that dirty dossier.
2: It's another funny moment because, like, that very same FBI that supposedly was engaging in malpractice, By investigating Trump's ties to Russian uh, envoys, not just due to the Christopher Steele document, which was bullshit, but literally because his own campaign managers, like members of his campaign, were quite literally telling random Australian nationals, for example, that they had dirt on the Clintons from Russia. Steele dossier is not bullshit? It fucking absolutely is. That's where the piss tape uh, narrative comes from. No, the Christopher Steele dossier is full of ridiculous nonsense. That's not the only reason why uh, uh, the the, uh, authorities were investigating Trump's campaign's connections into Russia. It was an incredibly fucking valid reason. It's just really stupid that... They're still running on this narrative. They're still talking about this shit. They're relitigating stuff that happened before Trump became president.
3: They would never have gotten those FISA warrants approved. Now, they knew that they couldn't verify it. The Durham report confirmed.
2: The Durham report does not confirm any of the things that they're claiming. I hate myself for even knowing any of these things. The Durham report took many, many years to finally uh, uh, end, okay? This investigation was into Mueller and also into, like, the FBI's misdealings, potentially, with respect to uh, them surveilling the Trump campaign, with respect to, like, the Russiagate stuff. They looked into it, and the only thing that happened, the only thing that came after the Durham report, was that there was one guy, one fucking lawyer, that got a stern warning from the judge... For um, for I guess being too gun gung ho and uh, pushing for uh, pushing for surveillance when he should not have. That's it. We talk we talk a lot about how Desantis is hitching his campaign to really niche online shit, but I think Trump is doing that too. Honestly, ask the average voter if they don't have the shit the Hannity has mentioned. There's no shot. With the Republicans, it's a little bit different. Like he is tailoring his sentiment to the Fox. He's tuning it to the Fox News audience for sure. Like this is what the Fox News audience kind of knows about, because they've been watching Fox News like a soap opera from the jump. So this is like uh, soap opera characters that he's like talking about.
1: But you know, one thing we did that was so great, I fired Comey very early. And a lot of people said, oh, you should have done it. Well, you know, they're given a term. They're given a term very early. Not immediately early, but very early, early in a few months and I got rid of this guy, and by doing that, it was like you threw a rock at a hornet's nest. The whole thing collapsed. You saw the love letters back and forth with the different people talking about the insurance policy. You know what, the insurance policy, that was against me. That was how to If she, for some reason, loses, darling, we have an insurance policy. The insurance policy is they'll get me out. One way or the other, they'll get me out. Because you know what, this is 30, 35 years of being put into government, and you get there, And initially, I didn't know people in Washington. I was there 17 times in my entire life. I never stayed over, never stayed over before this. All of a sudden, I'm president of the United States. I relate, and we had tremendous people also. Don't forget, biggest tax cuts in history, biggest regulation cuts in history, rebuilt our military, (laughs) took out ISIS, took out Soleimani, took out al-Baghdadi, the two biggest terrorists in the world.
2: So funny fucking being like a boomer in that room and going hell yeah biggest tax cuts ever i fucking love that baby like none of that shit is good for you dumbass it's not
1: uh comey had a term he had many years left in that term i said this guy's bad news i realized it very early very early in the administration i fired him and it was wild that's when we found out all of the corruption had i not fired comey you wouldn't know any of the things that you were talking about you think they would
3: have destroyed you
1: Well, they were trying to take me out. Yeah, they were trying to take me out. I mean, it was like a coup. It was like a coup. Had I not, you know, it's very interesting. Some people that are very smart, that you know very well, said when I did it, oh, that was a mistake, that was a mistake, you're gonna cause. Now they say it was the greatest instinctual move they've ever seen because Comey was a very bad guy and Comey led that group of uh, thugs in there and they were doing a number. They were, it's very dishonest. It's years and years of putting in people, Democrats and rhinos and other people, but putting them into office. And we got rid of a lot of them, but we're gonna get rid of a lot more, a lot more, cause you have some bad people.
3: One more question. Here.
2: Every single time he talks about what the Democrats are doing and like how fucked up it is, it always comes across like he's sad That he's not doing it or he wasn't able to do it to the Democrats when he was president. Like, he quite literally will openly state his interest in prosecuting his political opposition. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. He did run on lock her up. And then he failed to do so. And now he's just like, you know, saying the Democrats are doing it to me. And then immediately turning around and saying, but I want to do it to them. I failed to do so, but I'm going to do it next time. Like, L... Hold this fucking L.